G'day, Greyhound fans. I'm Mark Duclos. Welcome along to this week's episode of Behind the Boxes. I tell you what, it is absolutely jam-packed, just like our racing schedule here in New South Wales at the moment. Joining me, my co-host, as always, Timmy the Battler Newbold. Mate, have you ever seen so many races? When I say race, so many races, so many features. I'll tell you what, I'm getting a headache doing all the form and going through all the fields with a million-dollar chase. Heat's kicking off this week. We've got the Ultra Sense on Friday night at Whitworth Park. Uh, and then, of course, the semis of the Golden Easter Egg and Association Cup on Saturday night. And other feature races three, uh, sprinkled throughout the meetings. Yeah, it's a crackerjack week, Duke. Uh, yeah, if, if, you're, if, if you're not excited about uh, this week, uh, uh, the Greyhound Racing in New South Wales, you better check your pulse because, yeah, it's a, it's a ripper weekend. So looking forward to getting into the action. Yep, the 2022 Tab Million Dollar Chase Series starts on Thursday. We're recording our program on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Battler, so we have got heats at Casino, Gunnedah and Dapda on Thursday. Goulburn on Friday. People will look at the fields and say, oh, there's only six dogs in these fields. But again, they've got to understand, you know, the congestion that we've got because... Greyhound Racing New South Wales decided quite rightly to run $2 million chase series this year. So you can't have the cake and eat it to and whinge about, oh, there's only six dogs in a field when we've got two $1 million races on uh, for the year of 2022. Notwithstanding that, some very good fields have been assembled for those million dollar chase heats. Yeah, absolutely, Jake. Very tricky trying to program the million dollar chase, uh, you know, before the end of the financial year. And we needed to uh, not run into the Sandown Carnival, which is in mid-May. So there wasn't a lot of wriggle room. Yeah, we're running, uh, you know, the early heats of the MDC while the Golden East Red Carnival is still uh, kicking on. But it was just a, you know, a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation. So you had to just slot it in where you could. Uh, look, it's not ideal. We know that. But... You know, it, it, it gives you an opportunity uh, if there is only a couple of heats at these early venues to strategically place your greyhound to get through and get the semi-final stage of Woodworth Park. So trainers should be looking at that that angle and looking at it as, as an advantage of you know if you if you aim up in these early heats, you might get a little easy ride through. Yeah, uh, of course. Tonight, Wednesday night, uh, we've got Magic Maiden semi-finals and also heats of the new sensation. Let's take a quick look at Wendy on Friday night battle. We have got. Eight heats of the listed Ultrasense, two heats of the Masters Meteor Series. Uh, I just thought the best bet on Friday night as far as the Ultrasense heats were concerned uh, was Castle Warrior in race two. Massive class drop for this Greyhound. Won the Bulleye Gold Cup recently and then finished third in the Tamora Cup behind She's a Pearl. Yeah, he is absolutely flying. He's one of those high-speed Greyhounds who will find... The lead, I would imagine, in that race, he'll be awfully hard to run down in, in his current form. And, yeah, he was outstanding winning that Bulleye Gold Cup. And, and he was gallant behind She's a Pearl. So, yeah, the class drop, uh, he'll be he'll be awfully hard to beat. I think he'll go around in a fairly short quote, Jude. But interesting to see the Ultrasense this year run on its own night. Uh, in previous years, it's been run on uh, Association Cup heat night along with the, the semifinals of the Golden Easter Egg. So, normally only four heats of the ultra sense but uh the uh the racing department listened to trainers in the last couple of years they wanted more heats so they got their own night and served up eight heats so uh yeah i think it was a, a a step forward so i think um rewarded with those eight heats and those other couple of uh races for the masters on on friday night Jude. and that compounded the fact that we had to put noms back for winning on saturday night because 
there's probably 32 greyhounds there that would have been eligible to race on the Saturday night. So we did have to extend noms uh, a couple of times for Wendy on Saturday. But again, a say battle. What, what do you want? Do you want to be in races or do you want to have dogs sitting at home in the kennels? Uh, two Masters Meteor Heats. Uh, Karinga Lucy, who's just recently gone up into Masters class, looks to stand out there, uh, along with lots of chatter, a very, very well-performed Victorian. And then in the second heat, we've got the King of Wenny, Sunburn Highway, drawing box one. Sunburn Highway, what can you say about him? Uh, he's just an old marvel. He just continues to aim up and notch up another victory at Woodworth Park. Karinga Lucy, yeah, she's going to be hard to beat. I actually uh, threw something on her in the all-in market to take out the country classic. I think she was 30 or 40 to 1. She she just couldn't quite progress uh, through there to the final. But, yeah, she'll appreciate coming back to the, the 500 metres and, and the class drop dupe. She'll be awfully hard to beat in that opening one. Saturday night at Wentworth Park, we have two heats of the Group 1 Association Cup. This is an event that has been won by some superstar chasers in the past. And the burning question is, will a superstar of the future win it in 2022? Uh, two heats, as I said, Battler and Zipping Kansas, the boomstayer in Australia. He draws box number six in the first of the heats. Yeah, up against arguably the best stayer in the nation in Mapunga Ruby, who uh, who loves Wentworth Park. We've seen her here a number of times. Uh, she's returning from a, uh, a tilt at the Galaxy, where she was uh, what runner-up behind Mambo Manelli in the big final there. Uh, yeah, this is a heck of a clash, isn't it? Zipping Kansas, uh, as you mentioned, the boom stayer. Well, um, he's suited with a vacant box on his inside, Duke. He'll get every chance to charge over, go to the top. And then it's game on, game on. It's a mouth-watering clash. Can't wait for it on Saturday night. I'm in his corner. Uh, look, he's just a, a freakish talent. And if he gets to the top and he runs the times, which we know he can, gee, uh, she's going to have her work cut out trying to gun him down. And Stanley Road, it was good to see him back in form, albeit that he ran second behind Super Estrella at Nara on Saturday night. We know he got fought terribly at the Meadows a few weeks back and obviously identity's mm -hmm. confidence. He got beat a mile by Kansas at Bulleye when Kansas broke that track record. But thought his run on Monday night was a, a positive sign for him, Timmy. Yeah, he'll be suited by the smallish field here. but And they should break it, break up too, Duke. Uh, we're zipping Kansas coming across Mpunga Ruby rolling forward. So they should really break up and probably run the race to suit him. But look, the jury's still out as to where he is at at the moment. There's no doubt. He's nowhere near his top, nowhere near his top, but he was better uh, on Monday night at Nara. So, look, I think he'll qualify for the final and, and hopefully he can find his old form because if he does, he does get through to the final. Gee, we're in for a ripper. Race four on the card is heat number two, the second and final heat of the Group One Association Cup. Uh, to me, obviously, I, on paper, a weaker heat than the first runoff. Uh, Super Estrella, as we just said, a very good winner at Nara on Monday after winning in smart time at Maitland over the 565 metres. Uh, comes up against uh, Gypsy Wong, Hank the Hustler from Victoria. Uh, and they probably look the top three in that, in that field by far. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, Duke, they'll dominate betting. Uh, I'm in the corner of Super Estrella. Uh, I think she's ready for the, the rise back up to the 720 metres. I think she just carves across here. I think Hank the Hustler follows her over. Uh, jury out on him a little too. He's, he's like, he, like he led it uh, at uh, Cannington at his latest run. Uh, and he, geez, he, he tied in the latter stages. He did find trouble in the heat of the galaxy prior to that. But I think she's ready now. Um, she carves across. He leads. He, he follows her across. Um, look, I don't think he can probably run her down in his current form. 
and where does Gypsy Wyong uh, sit? Because, uh, you know, Group 1 winner taking out the feet of Bale at the Meadows uh, could certainly uh, run right over the top. So, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, not the uh, strongest of the two heats, but certainly a very, very competitive one. All right, on Saturday night, we have four semi-finals of one of the jewels in our crown here in New South Wales. It is the Ladbrokes Golden Easter Egg. Uh, semi-final number one is race five on the card. The semis make up all four legs of the quaddy. And Timmy, a very even feel for the, for the first semi. I was really taken by Idolizer's run last week. And I spoke to Preda Prasciutto, her trainer, after the event. And, and again, and, and you and I have spoken about this a number of times off air, when a greyhound takes to Wentworth Park, they really take to it. Idolise won the Group One Futurity earlier this year. Three starts at Wenny, three wins, runs around that twenty-nine eight mark, and is only getting better. Yeah, and when you're running those early sections and you're running twenty-nine eight overall, uh, they've got their work cut out to try and run you down. What did she run? She ran five thirty-eight early uh, last week, seventeen ninety, and home at eleven ninety two, twenty-nine eighty two overall. And Duke, if you go back and have a look at the replay, she didn't lead ping by any stretch of the imagination. She began only fairly, but gee, she whistled when she hit the ground and rushed to the top. Three for three at Whitworth Park now. Um, Lala Kiwi drawn on her outside. I thought she was uh, disappointing last week, Timmy. Small field. Um, yeah, and going back to Idolise, sorry, mate, but Peter Prosciutto said she was well and truly underdone for that. He he was really surprised by her effort last week. Oh, really? Well, there's something up the sleeve. Look, I, I think she's, he's a great trainer, Peter. Jeez, uh, and he, he's a character too. He's a lovely fella. So I'd he love is. to see uh, Idolise make it through to the uh, the egg. Um, gee, I, I've got to say, just going through the early all-in markets, Duke, she's currently $16 to take yeah. it out. I think she's well and truly overs. I, I I think I'm tipping her on top on Saturday night. Even if she doesn't win, she can still run second and make it through to the final. Well, she's not going to be six. To, she's not going to be double figures no, no. with her racing traits if she does make the final. And it doesn't really matter. She's not box draw reliant. So she can have one, five, six or eight. She's still going to be, you know, hard in the market for mine. So anyone who is looking for a little bit of a play in the futures, I think idolise at $16. I think she's a great gamble. What about analysing from box eight? To me, appears well drawn out out off the track. Yeah, I like it when she's drawn wide out. Uh, I know she tends she's a bit of a railer, but I think those high speed early you know grains with the the high speed and the early part uh, and, and bitches particularly. I like them when they're charging over with no pressure from the outside. So she could easily cut and run at the first turn, but she's got to really burn across. She's probably relying on idolise to miss the jump and. In all three runs at Wentworth Park, she's began pretty well. Only fair last week, but then when she does hit the ground, she's got that high burn. A um, couple of the greyhounds underneath her shouldn't really worry. A wicked flash uh, and Fergie Pepper. So she's going to get every chance to cut and run, Duke, uh, and, and even qualify for the big one. All right, I'm with Idolise in semi-final one. Timmy, you're with me? Yeah, I'm Idolise. Uh, Zara's Ivan's perfectly drawn, Duke, but gee, I thought he was fairly... Fairly average in his, his heat last week, but I think he's a better dog than that. He's a better dog, and I think he's a big, big improver on that performance. And I think he's drawn to qualify for the final. And Lala Kiwi, look, she's got uh, she's she's the classy greyhound in the race. She's just going to need a bit of luck from that tricky draw. Yeah, and likewise with her, Timmy, uh, a, a very, very good greyhound. Uh, as I said, I thought she was disappointing last week in a small field, bacon alley around her and that. But, uh, again, they can improve week you know, week to week through this series. And 
They only have to run one, two to qualify for the big one. All right, race six on the card, the second of the semi-finals. Good race coming up here. Lewis Rumble, having only his four start at Wenny last week when he jumped and ran from uh, box six. He, def he, uh, he scored Zipping Kyrgios. The king made it through. He scraped through. <laughs> he scraped through the four spot. I got to tell you, good odds, Cash. Gee, I was taken with her run to finish second behind She's a Pearl. This is this again a, a race that when you look at it, Lewis Rumble looks ideally drawn close to the fence. Good odds, Cash. We know she's got that great early burn. Where is the king going to end up in the run of the first turn? Yeah, it is a tricky draw. Yeah, it's a very very tricky draw for him. Uh, Das to send Ken show speed walked out in the heat, but Ken punch up and good odds cash. She'll be charging over from the outside. Her run, as you just said, it was a belter. Uh, first uh, 500 meter run for what 10 weeks yeah. uh, after taking out the Maitland Cup prior. Um, she actually ran 542 early on and she was led. Well, she's a pearl. Like she would have pretty much led any other race on the card. And that uh, track was off last week too. I, I know. I know she's a pearl flew, but <laughs> she's a pearl ran four tenths faster than anything else. But I'm telling you, the track was off. Yeah, and she she ran twenty nine sixty three overall. Good odds cash. Yeah, uh, she's fitter for the run. I like a drawn out there where she can get mobile charge across. Uh, I've got her, and she actually had a, got a little bit of a bump going around that first turn, and I didn't lose a great deal of momentum. It did hold her up a shade, so she could have even broken 29.6 if she didn't cop that. I'm not saying she would have beat the winner. I don't think she would have beat the winner, but I think she might have run 29.50 on, or, you know, in the high 50s. Um, yeah, I've got her on top. Lewis Rumble, he's got an undeniable chance, but not an easy draw. Um, if you go back and watch Handsome Rhino winning his heat last week, he was very wide through that first turn. He likes to get to the centre of the track and he can show good burn when he does hit the ground. So Lewis Rumble's got to begin and clear him early and Sally's reward on his outside has got a bit of pace as well. So he's going to have his work cut out. He will need to come out on terms and then really just show that burn which he's got, Lewis Rumble. But I'm in the corner of good odds cash. I love it drawn out there. I, I found it really hard to split them because, as I said, I thought good odds cash, but three runs back from a spell have all been terrific. Second in the heat of the Maitland Cup, then came out and pressured uh, Mitchell Street in the early stages and then went past him in, you know, as we just mentioned, a run behind She's a Pearl last week. It was terrific. I've gone with Lewis Rumble because of the box draw, but again, if you pressure me, I, I could tip I with either of them. So I'm with Lewis Rumble. You are with good odds cash. The third of the semifinals, race seven on the card at Wenty on Saturday night. Talk about a really good training performance here, Battler. A fantastic Raven coming back off a gut buster in that country classic behind Zipping Kyrgios. Speared out of box five in a heat. Led, uh, you know, one ran smart time on the night. Comes up with box one in the semifinal. Yeah, she's perfectly drawn. Yeah, you're right. I've been trained by Jason McKay. He goes all right, doesn't he? he knows, oh, just, yeah. Knows what it takes. Yeah, I think he's trained a few winners in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he won a golden Easter egg a couple Did of years he? ago yeah. too. Might yeah. have won a Melbourne Cup. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah. Is that the same bloke? Yeah, a couple, oh, yeah, right. couple of maidens at Maitland as well. Um, she's perfectly drawn here. She's got wow it's on her outside in, in, in the two. Uh, wider runner. Our mechanic walks out. Uh, Chase me, honey. She's a wide runner. She's in box four. Uh, Arctic Kingdom will want to try and get across. I don't know how he can get across with Chase Me Honey underneath. And then you've got Equalizer. Mitchell uh, Street, the other real genuine pace in the race will be coming across. And if she can punch up, 
even if she doesn't lead, she could hold and, and Mitchell Street crossed, she'd run him down. So oh, without a doubt. 29.84 in the heat, ran 5.43, um, 17.96, and then home at 11.88. Uh, will be better for that run after coming back from the 600, perfectly drawn. Uh, geez, uh, she's got a great chance. And she's another Jew, uh, $21 in the all-in market. Look, I know she's going to have her work cut out trying to win the final, but gee, I think she qualifies for sure. Uh, I don't think she, if she happened to come up with boxes one, two or three in the final, she wouldn't be $21. So I think she's a great gamble, fantastic Raven. Uh, just got that gun draw. And Mitchell Street, the best roughie in the race, not overly strong, we know that, but the win last week was actually better than um, might have appeared on paper because I think can improve time-wise because didn't really ping the lids like oh, no, he normally yeah. can. So no, I think yeah, there's yeah. a good couple of tents improvement there for sure uh with a, to Tommy after the race man he said the same thing he yeah. did come out the way he thought he would but, mm. but again he is suspect at that 520 um yeah what, look, what did you make a wow's run behind our lives uh i think he'll be better for the run um look uh he was gallant but when idolize led i i didn't think he'd run her down you know we know what she's capable of um he moved up strongly on the home turn but he's not I haven't got him down as a real strong 500-metre dog. You a knew leader. Him. Yeah, he's a 520 leader, isn't he? Yes, yes. He, he wouldn't run too many. You know, when you're getting up to top grade, there's not too many greyhounds he'd run down, you know, sitting second or third. Uh, so when she led, to me, the way I read the race, I thought, well, she'll run what she did, 29.8 or thereabouts, and she'd win the race. She just got in, but she did. Uh, he'll be better for that run. Uh, it's just... Bit of a tricky draw being drawn inside, but it's maybe not that bad with our mechanic on his outside and chasing the honey in the four. So he might get that room to move. And he's best part of his races from the uh, first turn to the back straight when he lets go. Then that's where he, he'd have to be up tackling, whether it be Fantastic Raven or Mitchell Street at that point. He could run Mitchell Street down if he sat, sat second behind that Greyhound. But yeah, I've got to be with Fantastic Raven, Duke. Just uh, probably the best drawn runner for the evening for mine. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, the red box, I think, is a massive advantage. Um, Jason Thompson, we spoke to him after Equaliser won off box two last week. Not a good draw this week in oh. box six, particularly with Mitchell Street uh, coming hard left out of the box and that. But uh, Jason said he was in two minds as to whether or not he was actually going to start the dog. He'd pulled up poor uh, after the week before, the run before and that. So, again, he's a greyhound, ran 29.85 there. Uh, just the boxes, again, it makes it so hard when you're in a, a very even race, Timmy. Yeah, Duke, I'm not sure whether it makes any difference with him, particularly in this race, because if he begins like he did in the heat, um, he might just dive to the inside. And if he's over on the rails at the judge, the way they're drawn here, there could be a run. Because if Wow gets up the track, Chase Me Honey's up the track, if he's back on the inside, even if he's running seventh at the, you know, at the judge... Well, all of a sudden, there might be a, a beautiful run there for him to get through to even qualify for the race. You know, I don't think he'd be able to run down. You know, you have to get right on, you know, if, if Fantastic Raven, right on her heels to run him down, um, run her down. But look, I don't think it really matters with him as far as a box draw is concerned, particularly in this race, because as I said, he might just get a beautiful run through. Yeah, I, 
again, I, I think, you know, the box draw for him probably really nullifies his chance because there are so many question marks. Where is he going to end up in that? But as said, Jason was very bullish after the race of, of the effort of the Greyhound to win last week after he, you know, he wasn't uh, what he said. He hadn't pulled up that well. Fantastic Raven for both of us. All right. The fourth and final semi-final. Battler. How are they going to beat She's a Pearl after her run last week? On a, as I said, track was off. She's run, you know, four four tenths faster than anything else, basically. Yeah, I, I dare say if we made her our best bet, both of us, we, it's a probability our only chance of getting a beat in a current form. Yeah, yeah, big. Five thirty-three, five thirty-three, seventeen sixty-nine. Yep. Home at eleven seventy-eight, twenty-nine forty-seven on a uh, a track not conducive to light in quick times. Uh, Amazing performance, amazing performance. How can you tip against her? She'll go around at a very, very skinny quote. She's $3 in the all-in market to take out the egg. Uh, she's the clear on topper and should continue on that winning streak. I know she's got tachycardic drawn inside her who, who does take that step right out of the box. Ties the binder will give her a little bit of room to move. Um, I spoke to Andy Lord today, of course, Jody Lord's husband, and, and they both went up his straight track this morning. And in Andy's word, uh, in Andy's words, Coast Model went up and he thought, and Andy was driving the lure. And he said, he thought he was driving a, you know, like a 737. He said, and then She's a Pearl went up and it was like he was driving for a, a jumbo airliner or something like that. He said, she's just in a different, a different sphere at the moment. Yeah, yeah, she is. Uh, she is. Oh, as I said, I don't know. I've looked at the race a number of times. And yeah, as you said, normally, with tachycardic drawn under, underneath a greyhound, you might think they could be a risk, but the way she's beginning, and then she's oh. got that early section, well, she begins, she burns, she leads, she runs that overall quick time and she wins, and she's going to be a skinny favourite in the Golden Easter Egg if that plays out that way, Duke. All right. Who, what greyhound can finish second for for players, uh, for punters looking to play the exotics? A coast model, um, Look, again, if she gets back to her best, uh, you know, her best box manners as well, uh, box eight, if she can get clear running, she's probably a chance to run the Quinella. Uh, absolutely. And India Matura, I thought uh, its run uh, last week was pretty good as well. Tricky draw, box five. But I think whatever gets to second position at the first turn behind she's a Pearl will qualify for the big one. Ties that bind might follow her across, uh, but if she doesn't show that burn, she might get held up a bit by Takakartik. I'd probably say Coast Model to cut across at the first turn and, and Andy and Jody could have a couple going into the big one. Yeah. All right. They are the four semifinals of the Labrokes Golden Easter Egg for 2022. Uh, Battler, you and I will be trackside on final night. What a night that promises to be. Uh, just a star-studded field of, uh, of feature races uh, on offer that night. It is each and every year Golden Easter Egg Night. It's, it's one of my favourite nights of the year. Looking forward to the live coverage, Duke. Uh, we do it all again. It'll be feature race after feature race after feature race. So, you know, it, it was a little bit different last year with uh, with the, uh, you know, what, what happened. And, you know, we didn't have the Magic Maiden on on the final night. It was run due to the, the meeting being put, uh, put back a week and whatnot. So it'll be great to see that race back on final night. And all in all, it is just a tremendous uh, race car. They got it right a number of years ago. I might be eight, ten years ago. I'm not sure how they how long ago it was when they sort of put out this particular programming programming of the carnival. But it hasn't changed 
since they they did it back then, they got it right, and uh, yeah, it's a belter of a, a, a night of racing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Listen, mate, you've got to duck off to a meeting, but with this Sunday, we've got heats of the Broken Hill Cup, the first ever tab meeting out in the the far, far west. <laughs> Brown Plains is probably the best way you put it. So you go to your meeting because I am about to yeah. speak to Ryan Hedgigan from uh, Broken Hill because they are very excited about their first tab meeting coming up and, of course, Broken Hill Cup on su uh, Sunday week. And they should be. And, and it was great to see uh, the trainers support the uh, the, heat, uh, the, the, um, the heats and uh, and the card this weekend. It's it's a really really strong card. I'll be I'll be tuned in. And I a little birdie told me you've got a junket to Broken Hill for the no junkets. Just doing my best, buddy. <laughs> Sunday week, of course. After Golden East Street, we're on a plane oh, Sunday morning out to uh, out to the Silver City and. We'll be filing stories. I'm doing Broken Hill Street Talk. We've got stuff to do on track. We're doing a late mail. Tegan Gray, who they tell me is the best form judge in Broken Hill. Uh, she's doing our form for us for the dogs.com.au website. So Tegan's tips will appear this Sunday and the following Sunday. Uh, it's only a junket if you're not involved in it, Tim. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. I'm putting my hand up for next year. Uh, enjoy talking to Regan. He's a champion uh, champion fella, and he's a damn good operator, Regan. So uh, I'll be uh, I'll be tuning in later on to uh, to watch uh, the interview. That was Timmy Newbold, and as I mentioned, we have our first ever tab meeting to be staged at the Silver City, Broken Hill, this Sunday. Joining us is the club president, Regan Edgecombe. Regan, it must be a huge buzz for you out in the... Uh, Outback west of uh, of New South Wales, mate. Tell us what's the vibe around the around the town. Oh, it, it's fantastic, mate. Look, ever since we knew we we're getting these these tab meets coming up, everybody's buzzing. There's everybody's reinvigorated to uh, commit themselves to this wonderful industry. Uh, so, for those who don't know, uh, Broken Hill, of course, one of our, our famous cities in New South Wales and Australia. It's about 1,100 kilometres west of Sydney, around about a 13 or 14 hour drive. It's famous for obviously the, the silver mines, but also Mad Max 2, uh, Pro Heart, painted a lot of his uh, his features out there. Tell us, mate, as far as Greyhound racing is concerned in the area, how many local trainers are, are based in Broken Hill, Regan? So we're going to be at 14 at the moment. Numbers used to be larger. Um, uh, the ageing uh, factor is our biggest problem out here. But look, we've still got a few new participants that have joined over the last couple of years. So it's um, great to see some new blood at the track. But uh, yeah, no, we're ticking along very nicely. Uh, as I mentioned, our first ever TAB meeting to be held at Broken Hill this Sunday, we've got heats of the Home Timber and Hardware Broken Hill Cup. That's over the 525 metres. Three of those. We've also got three heats of the Sportsbet Richest Outback Maiden Series. It's over the 375 metres. You guys and Greyhound Racing New South Wales have been able to facilitate a great sponsorship deal with Sportsbet, of course, one of our valued partners. Yeah, uh, look, fantastic effort by the team at Greyhound Racing New South Wales. Look, they've really thrown, thrown their hat into the ring to support us 100%. And fantastic from Sportsbet, um, you know, chipping in as well. It's just a great effort for out here. As I said, it's created another buzz. The buzz is probably a little bit bigger than the cup, to be honest, because everybody's gone, wow, 5,000 for a maiden out in Broken Hill. So um, uh, it's a fantastic result. And hats off to the boys It's in Sydney because they've done all the hard yard and made sure they got everything done up. And, of course, mate, with the, the final of the Broken Hill Cup, it comes on Sunday week, the, uh, the day after our Golden Easter Egg final here at Wentworth Park. And the similarities between both the Easter Egg and also 
the Broken Hill Cup. The winner of both of those series gets automatic entry into the semi-finals of the Million Dollar Chase. Yeah, what a golden ticket, eh? We feel a little bit like uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, mate. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was a great incentive for Sydney to support. That's how much they've supported us. So, uh, yeah, again, the buzz around that is going to be awesome. We've got some classy dogs coming from Adelaide, trainers coming up from Victoria. Uh, and then, yeah, our locals going around as well. Uh, hey, Regan, for the, for the punters, what sort of a dog does it take to win at Broken Hill? Is it a leader's track that... Can a dog from back in the field come come home hard and win? Oh, our track is very similar to the Cranbourne track. Unfortunately, not racing at the moment. But um, look, our front runners are normally favourites. I think at our club here, um, our three seventy five starts on a bend, so um, they've got to jump and be out early. Um, and our five hundred again, nice long eighty metre straight before you get to the first bend. So the front runners that can run home are probably the normally the better dogs here. Uh, you didn't hear, but Timmy Newbold gave me up and said, I'm heading out to Broken Hill on Cup Night. Uh, what, have, what have you got planned uh, out there? Because there's a, there's a couple of us that have somehow managed to find a flight to, uh, to the Silver City on Cup Night, mate. Oh, awesome, awesome. Um, look, we're just going to have a good old-fashioned um, country race, mate. Bit of live music, bit of... Um, uh, well, hopefully there might be some dancing at the end of the night with whoever picks up that golden ticket. So, um, look, we're just looking forward to having not back to grassroots racing for us, mate. That's all it is out here. So, um, nice big bar, open outdoor area. So, yeah, just good country racing. I'm looking forward to getting all the official duties out of the way, mate, and then uh, settle back with the locals and enjoy a terrific night. As again, as said before, Regan, well done to you and the club, mate. I know that you guys are really passionate uh, about your greyhound racing out there. Uh, for so long, I guess... We don't forget about you, but it's it's so far out from New South Wales that from our from the Sydney CBD, I should say that people sort of go Broken Hill is they what they still race out there. But as said, I know how passionate you guys are, mate. Yeah, but we're definitely passionate, mate. I've got trainers here that have been training at this club for the last forty eight years, and prior to that at other clubs as well. So um, it's a uh, definitely an enriched club of um, personalities. That's for certain. Uh, well done. Hey, mate, good luck with the heats uh, of the Cup this Sunday, and I, I really look forward to getting out there on Sunday week for, uh, for Cup night. All right, thanks, boys. Thanks very much for the support. And it promises to be a huge couple of weeks there in the Silver City at Broken Hill, their first ever tab meeting to be staged this Sunday, and, of course, the final of the Broken Hill Cup on Sunday week. Likewise, here in Sydney Town, semi-finals of the Easter Egg and the Association Cup on Saturday night. I'll be back next week with Timmy Newbolt. We'll preview all those feature races to be staged at Wendy. But until then, good luck, good punning. I'm Mark Duclos. I'll see you then.